Yeah, we back with a new episode. Was the Broad Street? You know that we best to show. Sammy Conway every single week. Blowing up the net, it's a goddamn treat. Hey, Philly Sports Talk by the fans, for the fans. Our producer, Shane G, is the GOAT, man. Talking everything that go on here in Philly. Got the intro from my homie, Meek Millay. Burning up the mics, yeah, we don't cap. Now hear the wolves, listen up, it's a rap. Philly! Hello, everybody. Hello, Philadelphia. Welcome back once again to yet another edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. As always, my name is Ryan Conway, and joining me here is my illustrious co-host and handsome son of a gun, Sam Glavin. And of course, we have our incomparable producer behind the glass, Seamus G, pulling the strings up in the private chat. It's going down in the DMs with the stats, the fact checks, and of course, the highlights on the back end. Boys, it's 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 been a couple of weeks now. We took a week off last week. We just had some conflicts. And also, you know, we're getting close to episode 69. Got to manage the expectations. Got to manage the load. And we wanted episode 69 to be a week one reaction video. And of course, Landon Dickerson is wearing number 69. So that's very exciting. But right now we've got episode 68. And of course, the Phils are hot. They've won two in a row. (laughs) But more importantly, Sam, we've got the Eagles season about to kick off this Sunday. How are you feeling? I mean, we've got nobody on the injury report right now as it is the start of the season. <laughs> yeah. So Somebody's we'll see how long that lasts. Somebody's going to get hurt on Friday. That's, that's what's going to happen, dude. Come on. It, I mean, you're happens. not wrong. You yeah. never lie. You never lie on the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. That's I never lie I intentionally. Sure. Yeah, I never lie never. intentionally on this never. podcast. <laughs> no, but I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling nervous just because I know the Atlanta Falcons are bad. And they, the Eagles don't usually do too hot against bad teams, especially early on in the season. So I, uh, I'm nervous, but above anything, I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited to watch the birds play again. And we have so many question marks that we've talked about, like previous episodes and stuff like that. So hopefully we get some answers week one. I mean, obviously we won't get all the answers we're looking for in week one, but I think uh, Jalen Hurts has to show out, you know. I think uh, Devontae Smith, as long as he doesn't get hurt this week, I think he's going to be really good as well. So I I, I couldn't be more excited. Absolutely. Dude, I've seen so much BS going around just with, of course, Howie Roseman went out and acquired Gardner Minshew because Nick Mullins was horrible in preseason. Did a disservice (laughs) to the number 10 in in, in an Eagles uniform. But – you know, so we brought in Gardner Minshew and, and and the guys on Twitter, the WIP callers, of course, as well, are saying that Gardner Minshew is going to end up starting games for the Philadelphia Eagles this season. And like, this is just so ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. Of course, Jalen Hurts was named a captain. He was voted a captain and he is our starting quarterback. This, all of this, you know, I mean, he was voted a captain that was released today, but we've known he's a starting quarterback for about a week officially. And we've known that for far longer unofficially no one just said anything about it so people talking about Gardner Minshew being anything but a backup QB option is just ridiculous and you know you hear Nick Sirianni talk about Jalen Hurts about how he's such a competitor and I can tell those two guys love each other and I think Jalen Hurts has really started to get along with the wide receivers obviously him and Smitty already had a great relationship and coming from our boy Victor Williams at the Philly pot week one is the biggest game of Jalen Hurts's career of course of course, because this is going to set yeah. the narrative. There are really no narratives going into this season. There are no expectations. So everything, everything is riding on week one. Just from a, how are we going to look at the season moving forward? Win and loss, the season itself doesn't ride on it, but how people are going to talk about the team, and that is honestly almost more important than the actual record, how people are talking about the team. And that's yeah. going to be decided week one. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Setting the tone this week, especially against a bad team like the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's all important. It makes it even more important. There's a lot of pressure going on to this, uh, to this offense and the defense. I think a couple things, uh, the biggest thing about this team, I think just everybody needs to stay as healthy as possible. You know, we can't have injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball because they're not so deep at defensive back. Um, So if the defensive backs start going down, I think the rest of the team goes down as well. I mean, it's it's going to be tough, you know, because we're deep in some areas, but not so. And then where we're not deep, it's like really, really bad, like the defensive backs. So it's it's I don't even remember. I I guess we should pull up the uh, the 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 roster like the from I think it came back, came out like a week or so ago that I I had a look at it. So we can pull that up in a little bit. But yeah, I'm I'm so excited, man. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean. 
I mean, we got some people asking who is gonna show out for the birds. I mean, obviously, there's you need Jalen Hurts to show out. You need obviously Jordan Mailata starting left tackle. I was right. I was always right about that. Joe's starting left tackle, Joe Mailata. He's gonna come out. He's got to protect the QB's blind side. That's a big deal. And then, of course, the receivers. The receivers. Who out of these dynamic young wide receivers is gonna pop for you? I feel like I know who you might say right away, because but any of them really could pop out. So who do you think is gonna pop out from that young receiving core? I think Devon, I think this is Devontae Smith's show to steal. I really do. And obviously we've been talking about Quez Watkins a lot this year as well. I mean, it's it's a toss-up between those guys. We haven't we never got a chance to totally see what Devontae Smith could do in preseason just because they didn't want him have injured. And I fully am I fully support that move. Uh, not showing him out in, in the preseason just so he could stay as healthy as possible because he had that right. thing with his leg. I don't remember what it totally what it was, but I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be really, really good to see Devontae Smith actually step on the football field and make some plays. Like, this is the first time we're going to actually see him game action, you know, since he had that Heisman season with Alabama. And I, I think and the connection between Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, I already think is phenomenal. I, I love everything about that. They played together already. And Quez Watkins had a phenomenal preseason. You know, he was a guy that had to kind of prove himself uh, this year in the preseason. And I, it, we'll see how it goes in the uh, in an actual NFL game. But I have high hopes for him. I really do. Um, Jalen Rager, this is a huge year for him as well to prove that he's not a bust in the first as a first round pick. And Greg Ward is coming back as the seasoned vet of this <laughs> wide receiving core, which is blows my mind like, yeah I, I really hope that he's um that he's in shape and good to go i didn't see too much of him in the preseason uh maybe it's because he wasn't getting the targets or whatever but yeah and now we're down to the last uh guy on the receiving depth chart jj arcega whiteside i mean how the hell did he make the team like i i don't understand how he made this team but whatever i don't even know i do not even really uh know how he made the team. I, I I suppose he did have a pretty solid preseason and his camp must have been good because, I mean, obviously that bumped off fan favorite from last year and could have been made guy on the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. <laughs> could have become a friend of the show, yeah, uh, an official friend of the show, if, if, if he, you know, continued to play it, you know, to the level he was. But now he's on the practice squad, you know, along with Jordan Howard and some other familiar names. But it was a bit surprising to see Jay Jaw stay on the roster in favor of Travis Fulgham. That didn't really make a lot of sense, but what, like, how does that make you feel? Because I'm not really worried about it. I mean, if if, if we're gonna be, you know, like splitting hairs over our fifth wide receiver spot, like that doesn't really kill me. That doesn't kill my vibe no. all that much. Yeah, as long as he doesn't see the field, I don't really care. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just he's so bad. I really thought he was on. He was unplayable for the last two seasons that we've had him and he was a second round pick. I thought they should have just like done away with him, started a new, maybe drafted another wide receiver, like in a later round to see if maybe he would pan out, but it didn't happen. How he had other plans. We have somebody saying in the chat that Jay Jaw made the team just because how he drafted him and he can't swallow his pride. I mean, as of right now, I don't have any beef with, uh, with Howie Roseman. I thought he made, I thought he had actually a pretty good off season, you know, with some defensive acquisitions and things like that. I had a really good draft as well. Um, yeah, I just think yeah, and then Victor Williams checking in again. He say it will kill my vibe when we're playing our four stringers in week eight. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that. I mean, that's definitely right. But I'm just saying, as of as of right now, and also you just take a look at at these receivers. I do. Quez Watkins is going to come out. He's going to do something, and I, he, he's going to make me forget all about the fact that Jay Jaws even on the sideline. To be honest, I mean, once we get to, you know, the now empty injury report starting to fill up as it always does with an Eagles NFL season, knock on wood, uh, then it will start to kill my vibe. But right now, headed into the season with my expectations as not low, but just as reasonable as they could possibly be. But yeah, uh, I, I'm really trying to contain my excitement because, you know, we all know what happened last episode when we did our scheduling predictions and we did it kind of like blindly you know so like we didn't have a set record at the beginning so the way we did it was we went through each game and broke it broke it down and said hey this is a win this is a win this is a loss and we kept track and then we ended up having them at like 11 and 6 and 10 and 7 respectfully which i was appalled by because i tried to keep my expectations as as neutral as possible but clearly that didn't happen i mean we're talking about eagles football like how can you not how can you not be excited about like a pretty much a brand new roster especially on the offensive side of the ball i mean mm-hmm. we have some seasoned guys 
on the defensive side of the ball, especially a defensive line, which I think, and they're so deep at defensive line too. So there's a lot to be excited about, but also with a lot of question marks. So it's tough. It's tough to remain unbiased, man. We're in a, we're in a tough, we're in a tough business here, man. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I mean, of course, just, 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 I I just got to digress quickly. Jake Elliott is still here and that does still pain (laughs) me, but I do kind of want to circle back to what you were saying about Howie Roseman. And he, we gave him a lot of shit at the end of the season and most of the season, rightfully so. But he did have a very strong recovery. And then he also is kind of focused. He's, he's not blowing it up and rebuilding, but he is focusing mm-hmm. on the youth. I mean, every guy made the team that we drafted this year, except one guy at it, that one guy at the LSU, the safety, Jacoby Stevens. He's on the practice squad, but everyone else is on the roster. So yeah. even though, you know, they may not have been as good as some other guys that had been on the team or been on the roster for training camp, Howie is definitely making that move towards the youth. Even I mean, you see it head coach. You see it. I mean, well, clearly also Luke did not listen to, to, to the last edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast because uh, I had the Eagles at 10 wins and Sam had them at 11. We don't think it's that crazy. We go we went game by game last week. We went game by game last week or two weeks ago now. Two weeks and ago, yeah. yeah, two weeks ago. We we did have that brief uh that brief break, but mm. we went game by game and came out of it with I had ten and seven, Sam had eleven and six. Sam it doesn't it didn't seem that crazy game by game, but when you say it out loud, it kind of feels nuts, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's why we were so shocked. I mean, you guys can check it out. We have uh, some highlights. Seamus G, uh, I think he made a uh, little clip of us like reacting to our, our us doing the math of our uh, win-loss record at the end of it because math is like pretty hard for us. So we weren't sure like if we had had it right or not. And then we were just like, I cannot believe we just did that. We tried to be as like neutral as possible, and we had them as like a winning record. And those two, the records that we came up with, definitely win this division i mean i got guys coming up to me at school i'm back at school now you can see like all the background stuff for those of you who are alive right now back at school in the same room as last year which is kind of hilarious in the same house um but it's um i just it's tough it's tough to remain unbiased i'm I'm really excited yeah i mean and this is that's also coming from you the guy that wants our local commentators to be as biased as possible yeah. So the buy you do love the bias, and and I, I can't help but be biased as as, as much as yeah. I like to see myself as an objective person. I'm, I'm really looking podcast. forward to it. It's a Philly, yeah. it's a fucking Philly sports podcast. <laughs> like screw everybody else. They're like, oh, 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 that's an unrealistic take. Screw you, screw you. I don't care. Yeah. You're who are you? It's my team. We're talking about my team. Like I, we're doing a show based around teams that this we live and sh- die for. It's yeah. a show. Yeah. <laughs> it's a show. It's a fucking show. This is in the <laughs> halls of parliament. This is a fucking podcast. It's nine o'clock on a Monday night. You got seven people in here. This is quite the evening. Did I see? Oh, oh, this is a this Uh-oh. is an important question. Seamus Chief, yeah. you can throw that up. Thank you. So I will be I will be writing something about this. Uh, this is really one of the worst things that I've personally ever seen. It was a cheesesteak yeah. in Milwaukee that was just literally just like a piece of steak in in a long roll maybe like a wawa shorty with i it, it looked like red peppers were in there like it 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 just didn't look good at all and oh, that was no. it was one of the more abominable things i'd ever seen so it, it it felt very good when the phillies went on to absolutely crush crush the brewers 12 to nothing and i don't know what was happening with the cheese luke i too would like to know what was happening with the cheese? It, we're you're in Wisconsin, for God's sake! You can't find good cheese. I thought that was Wait, like, yeah. It's like seventy five percent of your economy. You can't find yeah, good cheese. cheese in Wisconsin. Well, they have to like at least get the cheese right. I mean, the, the steak thing is like maybe a little. I mean, it's it's atrocious, but maybe a little understandable from a, a West Coast or whatever Northwest thing, a Northwest standpoint because they don't have like the quality the quality meat products that we have here on the east coast you know but the cheese not. like that's their that's their market it's the cheese at least get the cheese right i mean this is the first i'm hearing of it but like that's absolutely absurd i need the cheese need the cheese <laughs> gotta <laughs> gotta cheese. have some good cheese Dude, I mean, gotta I, maybe throw cheese. like a little spin like i and this might be a little bit of a hot take but i don't hate like putting a little like cultural spin on it maybe there's like a uh, northwest like to like like figure it out make it your own you know like a cheesesteak is never gonna be 
like a Philly cheesesteak if it's not from Philly. But like, if you put a cool spin on it, I can I can get on board with that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, Dude, man. I'm just taking a look. Uh, we are going to go into the doghouse in just a little bit, but I do oh, just want to talk no. to you about. I'm just looking at this Falcons roster here. The, the I mean, they have Calvin Ridley as their top wide receiver, and then they have what's his face, Kyle Pitts, yeah, listed as their second tight end. Really, and really, not much else to write home about. The only other name I name I recognize or names I recognize, of course, Matt Ryan and Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Because, and I guess Mike Davis is there, but like that could be one of like nine guys in the league. So I'm not 100% sure if I even know who that is. And and obviously I know more guys on the Eagles roster than I do the Atlanta Falcons, but I just just looking at it, it Seamus G said maybe we're we were a little cocky saying it's a no doubt win week one for the birds, but are you confident in a win here? I want to be. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm 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 done. I'm yes, I'm confident in a win uh, in on Sunday for against the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I I can't see anybody on this roster that I'm looking at right now that could be po- possibly pose a threat to the Philadelphia Eagles. Matt Ryan is a seasoned quarterback, but he's definitely on a downhill trend right now. I mean, he's getting old. Um, Penn Charter product, he's getting getting super old. Um, yeah, dude. So not really not really anybody to throw to other than Pitts and uh, and Ridley. So. The Eagles should the Eagles should beat this beat this team. I mean, yeah, this is I I actually am pretty pretty happy with this scoreline that Luke has here. 30 to, 30 to twelve birds victory week one. You like yeah, thirty to twelve? I'm in. I'm in. You gonna take in, that? In. I was gonna I was gonna ask you your your prediction. Are you, are you gonna hop on that on that train with Luke there? Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna go with thirty. I'm gonna go with twenty one. 21 to yeah. 12. 21 to 12. Yeah. Is what That's I mean. a fun little score line. I was going to yeah. go, hmm, probably like 27 17. Okay. Birds, because of course. I, I like the 12. I like the 12 because I think our defense is going to be, uh, I think our defense is going to take care of their, their offense. Maybe let up one touchdown and like a field goal here and there. But yeah, I like that. I just didn't, I don't, I don't totally love the, the 30. I don't know if our offense is capable of putting up 30 points. We'll have Especially to see. That's early. the big. That's the big so, question. I like. I think they can score. Th- I think that's the reason I'm going with 21 is I think they can score three touchdowns and hopefully Jake Elliott will make each extra point. <laughs> so I, uh, no guarantees on that, obviously, and hopefully they won't need the field goal unit too much. So yeah, I like 21. Ideally. I like 21 to 12. I like 21 to 12. Yeah, we'll ride with that. Sam, do you have any other points you want to make about the birds? Any predictions for Sunday? Any questions you might have for me or anybody out there? I just have uh, I just have one more thing, real quick. Ready? Yeah. This is this is a big thing. Ready? Go birds. Go birds. That's it. Go birds. <laughs> and that's going to bring us right into the doghouse brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. Visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com. Get a recommendation for a contractor. Get a quote. Wide Plank Floor Supply. If it's wide, they've got it. Visit their showroom warehouse out in King of Prussia. Go check it out. They got some beautiful wide planks, all different ranges of prices, colors, and they can hook you up with the guy to get the job done for the price that you deserve as a tax-paying American. Nice. And with that said, this was the doghouse. Sam, who do you got in the doghouse this week, buddy? Well, Ryan, as you know, you guys make fun of me for this, but it's story time. So, <laughs> this weekend, you know, we're um, I'm back. I'm back at college. I'm back in Dickinson College, back in beautiful Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And, you know, the first week, you're getting to know lots of different people, you know. We have a house here, so we threw a couple of pretty massive parties um, outside in our front lawn and outside in our backyard, which is pretty cool. And then, um, but I come in, and for some reason, I can't figure out how to lock my door. So, like, when I lock my door, it's like a push button thing. So, when I lock it from the inside and then I close it, it just doesn't lock, just really doesn't lock for some reason. So, I'm outside. I'm having a good time trying to keep it contained because, you know, I'm the host and I have like lots of people here that I'm responsible for, you know, and uh, and my ass is in the jackpot if something happens. So I'm like lots of different moving pieces here, Ryan, you know, got to be a good host, you know, can't be too much of an asshole, but, you know, you have to lay lay down the law here and there. So I come back in and my door is slightly ajar. And I, uh, I look in and see like there's some beer cans 
wherever in my room. Like that's not a huge, not a, not a huge deal. Uh, but I was like, all right, somebody's definitely been in here. And I look at my trash can and there's vomit everywhere. No. In and around the trash can. And in and like, around? Yeah. And so I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And then some, somebody came around and they were like, yeah, like some chick like just went into your room and like threw up in your trash can. And I was like, well, she didn't do a very good job. <laughs> no, she actually did. She did go into my room and throw up, but she did not throw up in the trash can. No, no. So, that, that would not be the right descriptor of the situation. No. So whoever it was <laughs> is in the doghouse this week. <laughs> whoever this that's because that's brutal i don't totally mind somebody like like because i'd rather have it in my trash can than like on my floor in the living room or something yeah but, but it's they like didn't do that in and around it was like in and around my trash can it's like at that point just throw up outside the door like why'd you have to go yeah. into my room if you weren't even gonna so i just took yeah. it where i was like all right next morning it was a next morning kind of problem where absolutely deep deep clean of my car hit it with stuff, a couple then, spritzes of febreze and just yeah and then just <laughs> took the entire trash can and threw it because i also didn't have a bag and i didn't have any trash bags so of course who, other, who, who puts a trash bag in a in in, in a small I dorm do, room trash can i usually try to but i didn't have one so no i need. just took the whole trash can threw it in the dumpster been there that's it been there a few that's times. that's my story that's the doghouse for me Ryan. good yeah, who do you got, buddy? More than worthy. I do. I'm throwing 94 WIP in the doghouse. I mean, Easy they money. just continue to to increase the pain and suffering of Philadelphians everywhere. They hired that that uh, that chick from Barstool, Tr- Tr- yeah, Trista Crick, who essentially trolled herself into a job at WIP. She pissed off this entire city and gaslit us into essentially getting her a payday. Hmm. And uh, that is, uh, and of course, uh, you know, the, the one and only Drew Smith dropped an article about it on uh, the LibertyLine.com saying they're a perfect match. And I 100% agree. It's yeah. like the, it's, it's, it's like the bastion of dog shit radio and her together. That's, that's like adding Kevin Durant to the Warriors. Like, look, 94 WIP starting five. Cataldi, uh, I'm still counting Spike. Uh, who else? Giglio. Her mm-hmm. and uh, the camera, and ESP. maybe did you say and ESP? And ESP. <laughs> well, what about the Joe the camera? I'm not a huge fan of that guy. I don't, here's the thing I don't even, I, I can't listen to that fucking station anyway. I, I, yeah. <laughs> they've got, they've got some, some boomers in there for sure. I get, I get that, uh, they are trying to bring in some younger, t- like the effort, I guess, is there to try and bring in some younger, some younger minds, but. Don't defend it. Don't even I, try to defend it. They literally brought in someone who 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 it's 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 a bullshit station now. It's it's literally built on it's built on nothing of 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 any actual value. It exists solely to receive engagement and make money, not to inform, not even to really entertain anymore. Yeah. Just to ju- just to get eyes and ears and clicks. That's what it is. And yeah. I understand that that's your station. I understand and I'm not, this isn't me as a 97.5 guy because I don't really listen to 97.5 that much anymore either. So, but I do 94, listen. To, I like WIP. I like some of the, like Jack Fritz, obviously, friend of the show. I like, yeah, dude. Um, Fritz is great. There are good people there. Yeah. It's just, there are. Of course. But like, there were good people. I'm not going to finish that sentence, but <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know where that was going. I, I don't even know where it could have gone. It just couldn't have been good. But <laughs> I thought you were about to give us like a little life lesson there. He's like, you know, there are good people. Dot 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 dot. No, there's not. <laughs> there are really no good people. But that's not. <laughs> oh gosh, Ryan. Oh. 94 WIP. Get in the doghouse. You upset me. You upset me greatly. I don't even listen. I don't even listen. I don't click. I just see it and I hear it secondhand, and it just it bothers me. Hmm. It bothers me so. It's going to do it for the doghouse brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. Visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com. Get a recommendation for a contractor. Get a quote. Wide Plank Floor Supply. If it's wide, they've got it. Sam, they've got the warehouse showroom. King of Prussia. They, it's mm-hmm. just floor to ceiling planks. Yeah. Floor to ceiling oh, planks. Yeah. Just where that warehouse is jam packed, brother. It is loaded. <laughs> it's loaded with planks. <laughs> And that said, Sam, I mean, we're talking about hardwood. We might as well talk Phillies because yeah. they use bats and also because they <laughs> are, they were lighting it up in Milwaukee today. 
admittedly so. Like everybody from Wheeler to the bats, everybody was popping off after mm-hmm. a frustrating, you know, series of the Marlins. How I don't know how to feel about this team anymore, man. It's just like it's crazy. I've I've cracked the code, Brian. If you would like me to uh, to elaborate on that, you know, I um, they're a 500 team. That's what they are. That's what they have been all year. You know, they go on a big like earlier in the year, right? They had a a big what was it eight game win streak go like after or going into that Mets series where they swept them, and then they go and like lose five and then win another one and then lose like two more. So they, that's that's what they are. They're just a 500 team. They went on a six game win streak not too long ago, like I think last week or something like that, and then lose a series against the Marlins, right? They did lose the mm-hmm. series against the Marlins, right? I'm not making that up. Yes. Yeah. They lost yeah. two of three. And then lose the, yeah. So they lost two of three to the Marlins and then they come back today. And what do they do? They blow out the Brewers. They're a 500 team, right? That's all they are. It sucks, but that's what they are. So I'm not getting my expectations anywhere above that 500 level. That's where I'm yeah. at. Yeah. Not taking my expectations above 500. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I mean, we're sitting a game and a half back from the Braves right now. We're 71 and 66, and like you said just now, I said it a couple weeks ago. They've made it that like few games over 500 where they're going to start to go. Hold on a second. This is a little too. They've got a little too much vertical space between <laughs> us and that line and dead center mediocrity. Mm-hmm. So they got to bring it back down a little bit. Yep. And I mean, dude, and honestly, where the mediocrity comes from, if I had to take it all, all the sources and and put it in mediocrity right now, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing fingers directly at Joe Girardi. I mean, he uh, just he gives me the most mediocre vibe. Like, yeah. it's hard to say, like, oh, he looks like he doesn't want to be there. Like, you take a look at Tony LaRussa, who's like as old as dirt. He doesn't look like he wants to be anywhere. But that's but, you know, that's a different thing. Girardi, on the other hand, looks like he has active contempt for the Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies and the game of baseball in general. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with you there. I mean, that Tony LaRusso comment that was almost made me choke on my, uh, on my body. <laughs> armor. That was pretty good. Hopefully Seamus, you can do something funny with the uh, highlights there. Uh, that was pretty good, but yeah, I agree. I think Joe Girardi has been a mediocre manager all year long. Seriously. Uh, he's mm-hmm. just been, He's made some really great moves, made some really bad moves, and then some in between. He's a 500 manager, Ryan, managing a 500 team. That's yep. what he is. You know, if, you know, 500. Honestly, dude, if this was a 500 baseball city, that'd be great. We're way below 500 historically. <laughs> so it's not even that. It's just, it's, I guess that's who the Phillies are. Ever. Dude. Losingest franchise ever in sports. All of them. What it is. All the sports. All I'm sitting here after a 12 run blowout with multiple home runs. Brad Miller had three hits, two of which were uh, solo home runs. Kutch came up, had three strikeouts in a row, was going for that golden sombrero with the number four first pitch Uh dinger. So like even after what was a great game to watch, I'm still like this team is this team is crap. Like this team is just there's nothing. Even if we get to the NLDS, what the fuck, right? We, We need Reese. We need re- like first base isn't even that hard of a defensive position, at least relative to the other ones. I'm not saying I could play it, but I would think <laughs> he'd be better than Brad Miller. Brad Miller made a couple pretty spooky errors since Reese has gone down for the year. He's made a couple yeah. boots at first base where I'm just like, bro, like that's that's what you're there for. And I understand he wasn't, you know, he didn't come here to be the starter or anything, but like I just don't see this team. Hell, we could win this division. The Braves suck. We yep. suck. The Mets fucking stink. Yeah, they are the they are worst. <laughs> they, are they can't so even bad. figure it out from an. They can't even figure it out. Figure it out from an organizational standpoint. One of their GM just get a DUI, like, and now they've got yeah. the president. It's like it's it's a moving chain. Like, down, like they're on like their fourth string GM right now. It's, it's crazy, <laughs> dude. Like Javi Baez, who's been there. I've, I love Lindor and Baez, who've been there probably the shortest out of anybody on that Mets roster, complaining about the fans. Like they have any fucking right? Like, <laughs> that's, that's like Danny like Green. That... It's like Danny Green. It's like yes. why I was pissed at. But if people are like, "Oh, but Danny said the same thing as Joel," I'm like, "Yeah, because Joel has the right to say it. Mm-hmm. He's been here long enough." If Pete Alonso said that, maybe Mets fans would have listened. You know, if if Michael Conforto said that, maybe Mets fans would have listened. But no, Javi Baez, and then and then there's the their owner tweeting at them, basically saying like, "This team should be hitting better." 
<laughs> just like why is the owner on twitter i mean like we are not fans of john middleton by any means but like at least he's not going on twitter and being like oh i'm uh, this team can't hit i don't know you what you want you what you want me guys to do like don't take it to twitter are you kidding they're, me? they're like this team Who should be hitting you? better they, like, that's crazy what <laughs> That's crazy. So that's we don't need to worry about them. We're it's a two horse race for the division right now, as far as I'm concerned. And both of those horses are stupid horses. I don't even know. <laughs> they're not good horses. They how does, they're how does donkeys. That phrase go. Does that phrase this, go? You can lead the horse to the water, but you can't force them to drink it. Is that is it's that applicable not, yeah. here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember well, last so year, Joe Buck. Horses. Yeah. yeah, they're both stupid horses. Joe Buck said something last year about the NFC East. He said, by law, someone is required to win the NFC East. And that's pretty much the same thing with the NL East right now. And that's what some people are expecting for the NFC East this year as well. But right now, we're in a pennant race. It doesn't feel like we're in a pennant race at all. I don't feel any intensity from this day. Even after a 12-run win. I know. And it's September. It's September. It's literally September. This is supposed to be like we're gearing up for October to go play some playoff baseball. It's September, and we're talking about this team like they're a 500 team, and they still have a chance to win this division? What the fuck is going on? I don't even know. It's ridiculous. It's September. No heart. Sorry. No hustle. That's yeah. what we need Reese for, as weird as that, that guy is. <laughs> he is a weirdo. Man. He's a little weirdo. I love him, though. Yeah, I love him to death. We need him. I mean, we... <laughs> I mean, if you guys saw our Day at the Ballpark feature that Seamus G threw together... Uh, you can awesome. check that out on YouTube, Instagram, yeah. Twitter at Wolves of Broad ST. You can find it there somewhere if you if you look hard enough. Uh, <laughs> should be right there, honestly. But <laughs> but uh, we found out that Reese was 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 going to be after the season in the middle of the parking lot during our tailgate. We were just like, well, it's chalked, and chalked. it's more or less been pretty chalked. Yeah, said me in the Reese Hoskins jersey that I was sporting. Woof. Uh, that was the thing. And we found out Matt Moore was starting that day, too. We were like, dude. Hey, is- Matt Moore struck out the side today. Uh, dude, everything happened today. Everything was great. Gene Segura had his first grand slam. It, it, it was like, oh, this is such a nice day. Did he ask and for the ball? He, yeah. <laughs> remember? Dude, before it left the ballpark. Oh, my gosh. It's- <laughs> when did he ask? Are- Wait, what do you mean? Do you remember when he did that for like his 200th double or something like that? He was going like around the base. He was going like, yeah. 200 double. Yeah. Give me that ball. Give me that ball. <laughs> he, he he did it before it even left the stadium. He was asking for the ball. <laughs> oh, God. That's so bad. Uh, Gene Segura is having a pretty good year, but I can't believe we've been talking about the Phillies this long and have not talked about Bryce Harper yet. What We, we mean, were always going to get there. We were always yeah, going to we get were, there. We were going we we to get there. the negatives out of the way. Bryce Harper. I mean, who, who else? I don't see anybody else winning an NL MVP. I really don't. I, Bryce Harper. It, it should be Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Inside the park home run. I still that was that cool clip. shit. Uh, yeah, dude, so great. I still love that clip. So good. Uh, he's been he's been on such a tear, and I haven't been as good. Uh, when I was o- over the summer, I literally I watched like pretty much every game on TV. When I went to two games, like, but as soon as I got to school, it was a little tough for me to keep up. But mm-hmm. everything I've seen, like in terms of the highlights and stuff, stuff the Liberty Lines posting and stuff, the MLB is starting to uh, chime in on, like posting about Bryce Harper, one of their poster boys. He should be the MVP. He really should be. Let me pull up the uh, the stats right here real quick. But, like, yeah, talk to me about Bryce Harper, right? Dude, Bryce Harper has been a dominant force. I mean, he had a little bit of a, a slow weekend, said mm-hmm. after the series against the Marlins that he was going to try and improve. that Or not try. He said he was going to play better, came out today, and hit a top of the first inning on the road single dinger or uh, solo dinger. And it mm-hmm. was, you know, he, he did exactly what he said it was going to do. I mean, and if if anybody's got the energy right now, I, I feel like he's really the only guy. I mean, yeah, I, t- sure. today when he, he had a couple questionable pitches that, you know, I thought were strikes, but he thought they were balls. And uh, he was giving it to the ump, like, pretty severely. And I know Bryce can do that, but, like, he's really the only guy that's that's got any fire in him right now, and it shows. I mean, yeah. he played – Dude, him shredding it on the base paths, I, it, it was in, it, it's just incredible to watch him in all phases of the game right now. Yeah, it's honestly great. I have his stats pulled up here, but before I get to those stats, yeah, if Tatis does win it over Harper, I will also lose my mind, Luke, just because Tatis had a pretty long injury stint there, and he came Mm -hmm. back. I mean, he did come back, like, all credit to Tatis. He did come back firing on all cylinders. Like, he's still having a fantastic year. Didn't lose a step after that injury 
at all. Like, at all. So he's a phenomenal mm-hmm. player. Great for the game. Love Fernando Tatis. But Bryce Harper has been doing it consistently all year long. So And so with that, the Bryce Harper stats. You ready for this, Ryan? I'm a Please. big stats guy now. Did you know that? Oh, are you now? Is it because it fits our narrative? <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so he's hitting 301, something I never would have expected out of Bryce Harper just because he's a, he's a home run hitter, gap-to-gap mm-hmm. guy. You don't see a lot of gap-to-gap home run hitters have an average above 300, right? So that's pretty cool. So he's hitting 301. He's got 28 dingers, only 108 strikeouts, 74 walks, which is ab- absurd. Like, that's a lot of walks thus far in this season. Um, and then 66 RBI is not terribly high for a guy like Bryce Harper. But, again, that stat that I always bring up, he, at one point he was tied for 83rd in runners in scoring position with plate appearances, things like that. So 82 runs scored in 409 ABs, 116 games played. He's played 116 games this year, which is pretty good out of a guy like Bryce Harper. So, yeah. Stats, baby. Stats, stats online. I love them. I love him, too. And another thing that's going to kill me if if Tatis does win this NL MVP after that long injury stint is that the injury argument was recently used in another league for their MVP race. And I was I was an interested party in one of those uh, MVP races. That was, of course, the NBA, Joel Embiid, losing Mm. out the MVP to Nikola Jokic because he played every game, even though Joel Embiid was the single most dominant force in all of basketball. Just like right now, at least in the National League, because they split it up that way, Bryce Harper is the single most dominant force in the National League right now. And he has been since the All-Star break and really all year. I mean, he had the slowdown when that guy Mm -hmm. Genesis Cabrera hit him in the face and then hit Didi in the face, who I want to get to in a second. And and But now he did – since then, since he came back, he had like a little weird wrist thing. He's just been – a beast. He, he had two weeks this year where he was like, "Sorry, I got hit in the face with a baseball, yeah. and then my I and, and then I tweaked my wrist a little, yeah. but I'm good now, and I'm gonna hit 300." I remember when we would when you and I would talk about Bryce Harper, like, "What do you want for out, out of him for this particular season?" He would say, like, "Oh, like you know, X amount of dingers, but like 260 average, right? 260, 270 would be mm-hmm. would be good, right? Not yeah. 300." And I mean, he he hasn't hit that volume of home runs that some of the mashers are hitting right now. But that's fine considering the average that he's hitting for and his on-base percentage and all of that. He's it completely negates any of that. Oh, he's not he's not hitting enough home runs. Like, no, that's not true. He's hitting plenty if he's hitting for this level of average right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm pulling up his uh, on-base percentage right now. That 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 uh, OBP four thirteen. Does he have, wow. the, does he still have the best OPS in baseball? Uh, OPS. I don't know. He's got a nine ninety eight OPS, which is off the charts. That's through the roof. I that's mean, crazy, that's, yeah. And that was after a not great weekend because he was up at like one point oh five something. I, I feel like mm-hmm. or, one, or something like that. Right. Yeah. Which is like, dude, I don't even know. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, uh, he is on an absolute tear. I mm-hmm. love it. And that's yeah, what we're absolutely. paying. We're paying him this big money, right? And we the are. only time that and the only time that he wasn't like doing like the big money thing was after he took a hundred miles to the fucking dome. Exactly, like <laughs> hundred miles an hour to the dome, to, to the, the dome. melon. Like, what do you Locked expect? Like, I'd, I'd be, I'd be scared to step into the box again. I mean, especially if guys are going to try and keep coming inside on you, which is exactly what pitchers did after yeah. he got after he got hit in the face because you knew he's going to be backing off the plate a little bit. So they come inside, and he's like, "Oh crap, I can't really do anything. This is because I'm like a little bit scared." Understandable. He's a human yep. being. Yeah, exactly. And here he is, still, he's you know. Ripping the cover off the baseball, and uh, really the only player on this team that uh, Bob, <laughs> you look like one of the three guys from Three Black Bikes. That's actually pretty uh, funny, Bob. That's pretty uh, good. I like that. Uh, 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 that's, ab- that's ableist. Not very progressive of you, uh, Bob. But what I was saying, Sam. So we've talked about Bryce Harper and how great he is. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about the shortstop position right now. Yeah. And why Didi Gregorius needs to stop playing it and why Nick Maton does. Uh, I agree with you. I do. Even when even when Didi tries to go oppo to beat the shift, he has it right at the third baseman. Like <laughs> the dude can't get the ball out of the fucking infield. <laughs> like it's He's it's crazy. Really 
He's been really bad this year, and it's tough to see. I mean, he also struggled with some injuries early on, and with his condition, I think it like injuries linger on a lot longer. I forget what I, I don't totally know what his condition is, but it, it's a condition oh. in which like his injuries like last a little bit longer for some reason. Um, and that was like the whole. I think remember back in 2020, he was wearing like mask the whole time because of the COVID stuff. He was um, he was vulnerable, so. I don't know if that has to do with his play this year, but he's been pretty bad and not even he's like a defensive guy, right? Like he's a pretty, pretty good defensive shortstop has not been this year in the slightest. I mean, so I no. am a proponent for, um, for Nick Maton to start getting some major league reps and um, getting, getting some time at shortstop for sure. Cause I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be really, really good in the future. And so the quicker yeah. that we can get him up here and get him some MLB reps, you know, in the show, I think it'll be good for him, and then in turn will be good for the Phillies as well. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I just want the young, hungry guys up here trying to win the division. You've said it, exactly. Drew said it, and I can't help but agree. Uh, we that's 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 what we need. We need that fire. We need that energy. We don't have any of it, and it's hard. I mean, I, I'm not going to blame Didi for not being stoked because he's really stunk it up recently. It's hard mm-hmm. to be that exciting when you know you're you're struggling, and then you take a look at JT, who uh, uh, another guy who is just like struggling offensively yeah i rolled into a double play today after harper struck out with bases loaded like what you want yeah i mean granted harper struck out because of literally perfect pitching like yeah perfect but then jt steps up and then i'm like oh so the inning's over good to know but just just, i knew it was gonna happen it does it's gone it it has gotten to that point this year with jt in terms of offense defense i mean it's it's hard to talk about jt real Mito's defense just because he's so good like oh yeah i'm not gonna we could talk about jt's defense all day long about how good he is so we just kind of stopped talking about it's kind of like the same thing with the it's like the the kansas city chiefs situation you know they've just been so good now for so long that nobody really even talks about it same thing with mike trout like it's that's how good like the JT's defense is like he's just a phenomenal defensive catcher, still the best catcher in baseball from a defensive standpoint. Um, but offensively this year, he has not been good, which is a huge part of his game and a huge part of why we brought him on to the Phillies. Yeah, he's a really, really good offensive catcher and a sick athlete. So it's mm-hmm. tough to see a guy like JT who has such offensive prowess, you know, um, kind of tank it a little bit here. Yeah, like that's the whole reason we're like, oh, cool. And then when he's done playing catcher, when his knees are shot, he can go play first base. Right, yeah. Because then, yeah. oh, you can he can hit, but now if he's not going to hit, it's like, why the fuck did we sign him? Mm-hmm. And then I turn on Bryce Harper because it was Bryce Harper's idea. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yep, I got it. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't really have too much left on the Phillies. We can talk briefly about the Sixers, where I want to die a little bit inside because we're going to have to talk about mm. Ben Simmons. But you know, mm. okay. We'll do it. Yeah, dude. I know. We'll do a minute. Seamus G can clip it, throw it on the internet without any context, and it'll, it'll blow up. So <laughs> I guess we can talk about the Sixers. Dude, Ben Simmons is such a weasel. Such a weasel. What a rat. <laughs> this guy sucks. Dude, literally the whole years. thing. Dude, I know you have. And here he is exercising that. Terrible. It's 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 heinous, man. I mean, we got Rich Paul coming in here, making trouble, trying to get Ben Simmons out of here at any cost. There was a report today from like NBA Central, maybe yesterday or today or uh, a day ago, saying that Ben Simmons is willing to take all financial penalties the Sixers throw at him for skipping training camp until we trade him, and he's just tanking the leverage to try and go somewhere he wants to go or just to get out of here. And it's just there's. There's so many issues with that. I mean, you see Chris Broussard on Fox Sports. You see Kendrick Perkins on Fox Sports. You hear Brian Windhorst, who is just LeBron's puppet in the media. He's He got famous for covering LeBron, talking about this Ben Simmons situation because he has that knowledge from Clutch Sports and Rich Paul. It's just, and, and you hear them craft the narrative in the national media. Ben Simmons hasn't been developed. Philly threw Ben Simmons under the bus. But because there are so many people in the world that are not Sixers fans that have not been monitoring the situation with as much, you know, we, you know, as much critical an eye as, as we have been. So they don't know all this stuff. So then everyone's like, oh, Philly fans are assholes. They ran another guy out of town. Look, Chris Broussard on a national network said that. Nick Wright said that on Fox Sports One. Oh, look at that. Brian Windhorst. That's ESPN. That's a brand. 
That's the that's the that's, that's the media. And, and it's literally lies. It's crap. It's propaganda from the mouth of LeBron James to the pen of Rich Paul to the airwaves of ESPN and Fox Sports One. And it's an absolute joke. Sports reporting in general is something that can be done in in a proper way. And these people refuse to do it because they, they've got money involved. They've got LeBron James pulling the strings, him and Rich Paul fucking in the back room, popping champagne and caviar, laughing while my world falls down around me. Fuckers. <laughs> James G, right. close it down. No. <laughs> I could not have done that better myself, right? Thank you. You. Just, uh, you just said everything that I wanted to say. Like, it's I, Ben Simmons sucks. Get him out of here. And of course he wants to go to L.A. Like, wait, of course he does. He hasn't lived in he has, even when he was playing in Philly, he wasn't living in Philly. His, his house is in LA. We've been saying I remember a while back, like at the like start of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. I think it was Seamus that said, you know, yeah, Ben Simmons is gonna end up playing in LA at some point. And we were like, no, like he he likes it here. Like he we're, he's gonna turn it around. And that was before yeah. my hate for Ben Simmons started happening. But Seamus G, I'm pretty sure called it saying he's gonna end up somewhere in LA because he's just a Los Angeles kind of prick Mm -hmm. so yeah and i think right after that happened he signed that extension so he we said that or shame she said that and we were like shit maybe i don't know and then he signed the extension so i thought all worry was Mm -hmm. you know i thought all worry could be you know thrown by the wayside but no he's he's got four years left on his deal and he's trying to force his way out out of five years that's a joke yeah it's a joke it's a joke what do we say ryan Palms up, pussy. Is a palms, palms up, up, pussy. That's one hundred percent, dude. Ben Simmons. I hate Ben Simmons now. Mm-hmm. I was such an ardent Ben Simmons supporter, apologist, denier. <laughs> Just all <laughs> anything you could use to describe me with Ben Simmons. Odds are it's true. And now it's just like I, I, I want him. I want him gone. I want him out of my mind. But I also don't want him to go somewhere else in the league because I know he's good. He's good at basketball at certain things. So he'll go somewhere and he'll play basketball well and be an all-star. But- I don't know, man. He's got to go to a very specific. That's the problem with Ben Simmons. That he has to go somewhere very, very specific that will make him successful. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> I love these new banners. We got Seamus G actually behind the glass pulling the He's strip. been there the whole time. Using the show, yeah, he's, he's been, been here there the whole time. time. He's been doing a great job, um, but <laughs> well, well, now I forget what I was saying. What I was saying, oh yeah, Ben Simmons, yeah, he's got to be at a very, very specific kind of team where he can actually be successful. And there's not a whole lot of teams out there that I think can give it to him. Like the Warriors are one of them, I think, with a bunch of three point shooters, right? That he can just drive and kick, right? But anybody mm-hmm. can do that. Like, so I, I don't know. He sucks at free throws, so nobody's gonna want him for that. I mean, I just. <laughs> He can't Dude, shoot I, damn basketball. So what? What? It's what crazy. Is he? It's crazy that like people want him, but not for the price. But he's gonna be good. But he also sucks, and he has yeah. no value. But he's good. It, it's just there's so much. It, he's just such a such a weird player in the NBA. It's like it's almost like you, you know, like Russell Westbrook at one point. Everyone's like he's clearly great. Like he won an MVP two years ago. But I'm not giving up shit for him. Like yeah. that, if people feel that way, you know, to a lesser, more, or whatever degree, a, a slightly different degree for about Ben Simmons, they're like, yeah, three time All Star, second place in Defensive Player of the Year voting. I want him, but I'm not gonna fucking give you what what you want. I'm gonna need yeah. Maxi. Rich Paul told me we need to take Maxi. I don't want to give up Maxi. We're I not mean, giving up Maxi. It, it might ha- it might have to happen, but you know, it's like no, yeah. I mean, there was that whole thing I that I wrote about. For uh, the LibertyLine.com, of course, here. Of course, we're also on the Liberty Line Podcast Network. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Rich Paul told Tyrese Maxey to cut it, cut all ties, or not cut all ties, but cancel any charitable, you know, partnerships that he was starting for this upcoming season with Philadelphia Charities because he might move. And I'm just like, dude, Dick one move. of the most hard hit cities by the pandemic. I mean, when I say that, the city of Philadelphia itself has been ravaged by the pandemic. Gun violence is up astronomically. Shit has really hit the fan in Philly over the last two years because of this COVID thing. 
And yeah. Rich Paul goes, no, I need leverage. I'm getting this kid out of here. Fuck whatever feelings he has about the city or how, what, what good he could do for this community that really, really needs it right now. Yeah. What a and it's, and, it, and it's just, no, it's just, it's, it's, I, I, I get so angry. I get so yeah. angry. It's, it's just this guy that's just like, oh, it's like LeBron's boy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just LeBron's buddy from home is the most. Yep. And if, yeah, right there, Seamus G's doghouse, Rich Paul. Yep. That was that's probably was say next, yeah. the reason I didn't bring that up uh, or the reason I didn't put him in the doghouse. I thought I might have done that two weeks ago, but I didn't because that's what I would have done last week if we did gotcha. do a show, but yeah. we weren't able to do it. So mm-hmm. thank you for catching that Seamus G and adding that in there because that is, uh, yeah, he's he, he's got to go in the doghouse. I think he might be in there for an extended stay, at least until the end of this Ben Simmons situation. I, 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 does that sound reasonable? Is he up there with the likes of uh, Matt Glentak in terms of the rankings and doghouse? He's approaching. He's approaching. I mean, Matt Glentak is, he's like a, he's, he's a, he's an owner. He's a property owner. Like he has property in his name in the doghouse. It's like a condominium of sorts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's his per- it's on his driver's license. It's like his permanent <laughs> residence. This is like uh sort of like an extended stay, maybe a timeshare for Rich Paul. <laughs> he's he's it's 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 like a summer rental <laughs> of the doghouse. Oh, what a the rat. Sixers. I hate the yeah. Sixers. I hate the NBA. I, I, Me I, too. I don't like basketball, you know. I honestly I honestly want to stop talking about it now. I kind of want to I kind of want to be done. Are you done? I'm kind of yeah, done. I'm so so done. Yeah, let's just let's get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. After a week hiatus, we had some stuff going on. I was moving into school, school starting up. Ryan also starting school at Temple. Go Owls, which is pretty cool. Um, And yeah, you know, big, big shouts to Seamus G, who is actually behind the glass right now, pulling the strings, which is pretty cool. He it's did been some really sick. cool things with like the, the <laughs> title stuff, the banners, the moving stuff, the moving parts, and he's been crushing on the highlights as well. So, go follow us on at Liberty or yeah at Liberty Line PHL, uh, thelibertyline.com. Go check out all the blogs, and um, our our stuff is yeah it's on the banner right now, which is awesome. Yeah, at Wolves Abroad ST for Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, and YouTube. The Wolves Abroad Street. Seamus G, closes down. Oh, buy a buy buy a shirt. Buy, buy a shirt. shirt. Yeah, buy lots of shirts. Seamus G, close this down, buddy.